Welcome to Awaken Your Magic Within, reveal unconscious systems and discover your unstoppable freedom power with me, Tracy Lynn Wallace. Through this series, we will uncover many of the unconscious systems and wounds, which are the driving force behind lack and unworthiness. I am a self-love mentor, life coach, and author who's been inspired to share my experience from my own personal journey of excavating through the wounds and trauma to uncover my innate magic and power. If something is missing in your life, but you can't put your finger on it, join me now so I can provide you with insight, direction, and tools to create the fulfillment and bliss of a newfound freedom. Uncover Your Magic Within with Tracy Lynn starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We back. Yeah. Happy (laughs) day after. Happy independence because you're an independent network and that's what we're doing here today. Tracy Lynn is in the house. We're taking on a topic that's really, really important. Um, One of the things that I know is that if you're like many of us, relationships have taken a hit and continue to take a hit. And what do I mean by that? There are so many things in relationships, but I'm talking about the relationship between two people. You know, the relationship that happens when commitments are not kept, when voices are not heard. And Tracy Lynn Wallace is going to walk us through this because as she says, do you remember the movie, The Titanic? Do you remember what that was about? So how do you keep your relationship magic? And you're going to hear it from somebody that is a self-love mentor, a life coach, an author. And she has stepped up because she understands what it's like to excavate, excavate through the wounds and the trauma of life. She and I have that in common. But the one thing that we do know is at the very core of things, when we shatter the relationships of people in our life, for whatever reason, you know, drugs and alcohol will take care of that like in a hot minute. But even if that's not your story, what you should know is that not knowing, not knowing, not knowing how to deal with conflict, not knowing dot, 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 not knowing that you just should not flip out every time the yolk of your egg is broken, not knowing the whole thing. Tracy Lynn, right? Good morning. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so thrilled to be talking about this subject today, Dr. Pat. And, you know, while I can speak as an expert on certain things, only my personal experience, I have my own relationship struggles. It's part of life. And, you know, as you were talking about the movie Titanic, what happened to that unsinkable ship? It hit, it got sunk by an iceberg. Why? Because I like all they saw was the tip of the iceberg, and there was not enough time to re-navigate the ship, and that's what took it down. What, what was underneath the water surface that could not be seen by the human eye, and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode because there's so much underneath lying dormant that is creating havoc in relationships, that is destroying relationships, that is eating away at these connections that we all need to survive and get through life relationships are a part of life you cannot go through life without having a relationship whether it's work whether it's family whether it's neighbors whether it's um you know support whatever it is listening to the radio there's connecting you know, relationships in, the, in that and so being able to dig a little deeper into that and what is underneath that tip of the iceberg you know the tip of the iceberg is usually anger and fear 
but lying beneath that, there's so much more and we're going to dig into that. Yeah. And, you know, I I was just briefly talking about, you know, the journey you go on and the journey each of us goes on and you brought up the Titanic and when, when investigators, and even today they're investigating the Titanic because I heard a rumor that they're building another one. Um, But even from the get-go, the communication around that and the communication, it could have been avoided. So much of it could have been avoided. You know, one of the things I heard is the reason, one of the reasons that helped it get to them sooner was because the people that were responsible for messages, hello, communication, they, the messages coming in, they had so many messages from the guests that were coming in, people trying to communicate with them that they could not um, get to the messages from other ships in the area that were trying to tell them there is ice in the water. See that one thing, that one thing. How many of us are too busy with insignificant messages that we put aside the ones that could save our lives, right? And the ones that can save our lives are the ones that we usually don't want to hear from. That's the thing. Mm. Um, They know us best and they know, they have more of an intuitive feeling about, Mm -hmm. you know, being an outside perspective. And when we're in it, we can't see the forest through the trees. Mm -hmm. And so these connections are what, you know, people will discard connections that, they don't like what somebody's saying to them instead of going, what's, what's the reason behind that? And, you know, I talk about connection because as humans, that's what we want. We just want connection, whether it's through sports team, religion, you know, colleges, um, anything that we're in connection with to, to bring us with other people around us and intimacy. I love the term intimacy because broken down into me, you see, and that's what it's all about is being able to be open and vulnerable and share what we're experiencing. That's your Uh, new book. That's your new (laughs) book title. That's your new book. And I'm so glad you brought it up because I think intimacy is one of these words that, you know, it falls under the category of forgiveness. It is totally misunderstood. We don't understand it. People don't understand the relationship between that word and yourself to another person. And I was sharing a story uh, with you before the break that is talking to this point about connection. It behooves me of what's happened in the recovery and addiction support. It's, It's not only lacking, it's bad. And every time you turn around, there's a new recovery center popping up And they're just not getting it. And, you know, the shock of knowing that a recovery center would take somebody with not even three months of sobriety and put them in a hotel room for three days and not even call them once because of some dispute. I'm just crazy about that. But let's talk about that in our closer relationships, because if we're not talking to each other and we're not connecting, do we even know how? Come on. Do we even know how, right? Talk about our personal needs. Do we even express them? 
I mean, if I call Linda one more time and I say to Linda, who is in an extremely difficult situation, she's helping her sister and family and, you know, COVID everywhere, right? And I'm like, I wish you could come. And so Linda says, I wish I could come too. And yet, why am I saying that? Like, okay, she can't come, Pat. She's not coming now. But find some other words to say so both of you don't feel bad. But it's because you miss somebody. How hard is it to say, I really miss you? So I sent her a picture of the rabbit that was out here this morning. Okay. <laughs> I need yeah. a little help, don't I? <laughs> and you know what? That's what it comes down to. It's just, it's being able to com communicate on a deeper level. And I break my relationships down to two different categories. There's the surface ones. Let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about what's going on in the news. Let's talk about what's going on in the outside world and COVID. And then there's the other relationships that, let's have a deeper conversation. How are you feeling? What's going on in your world? What's, you know, what do you, I see you're going through something very difficult. Like what's that feeling like? And, mm. you know, the meaning of life and getting into those deeper conversations. I grew up in a household where it was strictly, excuse me, surface and heaven forbid, Tracy Lynn came out and was just like, I'm feeling really sad. Here's a cookie. Everything will be okay. And so I was not raised. And I think the biggest thing that has tripped me up is not having the language to understand mm -hmm. what I was feeling. I only knew anger and I knew fear and then happy. That was it. And so all of that gray area in between of just, oh, I'm feeling confused. I'm feeling um, bewildered. I'm feeling, you know, humiliated. That language, so many people were never taught that language. And so we're connecting with people on these surface things when really, you know, and, and I had heard somewhere the cure for addiction is connection. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so the very fact that they isolated this person yeah, when yeah. all they needed was to feel, feel connected, to keep, you know, on their path that, um, so personal needs, you know, being, being heard, being yeah. seen, being validated. Yeah. And, you know, let's talk about that because thank God for the 12 step programs, because there are such things called sponsors and, you know, they fill an enormous gap. Um, and I thought to myself, wow, why don't we all have sponsors in our lives? Why don't we all have that person that we can reach out to that buddy? Because one of the things that you're talking about is, you know, look, this idea of connecting, I'm like you, it's something that we learn. But, you know, I'm sitting here today. I've been out of the office for two weeks. I think now this will be my third. I was out before that with the, this crazy flu thing, mm -hmm. then the COVID thing. And I'm, I'm out today just a couple more days, right? Um, you can't run a business like that. Thank goodness we have Zoom. Thank goodness I have a great team of people. You know, Micah, Lydia, Anna, Jessica, the whole team, right? Jacob. And because any other situation with three new people, thank God for Jessica. But you see, that's not the way to go. And yet we just spent three years working remotely, not us. Mm -hmm. And how do you build relationships when you're physically remote? But let's talk about emotionally and mentally remote. You know, let's talk about that. You know, do we stay with our cellmate? I mean, our soulmate. <laughs> Did you love that? 
I was in a relationship with a cellmate for 14 years and I didn't know it. Everybody else knows. All your friends know. Right. Right. They're like, Absolutely. don't you see a problem with not celebrating anniversaries together? Don't you see? But let's talk about this. Relationships. Why can't we smile and say that? There's such stigma. It's just, I think everybody feels like it has to be work. And when you don't have the tools to have a healthy relationship, it is work. It is work. If you can't be yourself, if you can't share what you're feeling, if you can't talk about what's going on in your world, if you can't um, express your opinion without being shut down or being yelled at or being um, criticized for or being judged, you know, those are all the things that keep us from having relationships. And I've got relationships with some of my immediate family members that are non-existent. And that was what mm. I needed to do to keep myself sane because there was no equal give and take. It was so, it was just, it didn't feel good. And I couldn't be myself without being criticized or being judged or, oh, you just think you know it all or whatever it is. And so, you know, there comes a point where we have to walk away from those relationships that do not build us up. I mean, you know, the difference between a good friend and a bad friend, you know, now in hindsight, your relationship, okay, what feels good and what doesn't feel good in a relationship? spending your anniversary with somebody or spending your anniversary alone. And, you know, loneliness is so prominent right now. I just, I hear about all these suicides and just people are really getting hit hard with loneliness. And what loneliness is caused by is being stuck alone with your negative emotions. That's what it is. When you feel like you can't talk to somebody about, your fear or your sorrow or your sadness or your confusion, whatever it is, that's loneliness. And when you start talking about that stuff, even writing about it, that loneliness starts to go away. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Yesterday, um, I had a couple of people that, you know, they knew that I've been kind of quarantining is the word, right? Isolation is really what it is. Okay, so we give it a fancy word, right, quarantine. All right, that sounds good. Um, but, and so they come on over for the picnic, come on over for the picnic. And yesterday, I just wanted to be out finishing up some stuff in my yard. I just wanted to have dirt on my hands and still got them on my fingernails. And, you know, I just wanted to plant things and fix the sprinkler system and, you know, there, there's just those moments that that's the relationship I have with me. It doesn't mean that I didn't appreciate the invitations to barbecue. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking about this today. I can't believe I turned down a barbecue because I never do that. But there are moments where you have to really step back and look at the renewal of yourself. And I want to talk about a couple things that break relationships down because they're simple. And when we take a look at them, right, as you say, relationship life sentence, is it soulmates or cellmates? And we know when it starts to shift from soulmate to cellmate, we start to feel it, right? I mean, yeah. this is not like, oh my God, you wake up 32 years later. And no, it didn't start 32 years later. Can you talk about 
what this is like to live in the maze of this? It's so insidious, Dr. Pat. I mean, it's just what people don't realize, the demise of relationships start with a secret. And when I say a secret, it's having a feeling or an upset that you don't want to share with somebody either because you're afraid to, or because you know, they're not going to like your reaction or what you have to say. And so you just keep it. And then it becomes another little secret and another little secret and another secret. And it just keeps building. And, um, you know, it's resistance, which is not wanting to talk about it. Resentment, getting anger because you can't talk about it. And then you start rejecting them. And that's the pattern that takes you into emotional numbness. Yeah. And it just, it's so, if you look back to the starting point, like I said, just that one little secret, just that one first thing of like, it really bothers me when he leaves his dishes in the sink. It really leaves me, bothers me when the toilet seat gets left, left up. Instead of just talking about it. And it builds and it builds and it builds. And then like, you know, I said, the soulmate becomes the cellmate. And then you are living a life sentence with somebody who you're like, how the heck did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to talk about this for a minute, comment on this because you're touching upon it. Now, look, you, you, in the work you do as a life coach, as somebody, an author, you're out there, you're doing your own show. There's one of these things that we don't realize and you touched upon it. And so I, I really would love for you to continue it out because this is what we're now seeing. And that is when secrets become the stories, right? Right. Mm -hmm. The secrets become the stories and the stories are not the stories that we want to tell. They're the stories that take on a life of their own. You know, they're the stories that turn into a, an event, a small thing that then becomes the story of, if you love me, you put the seat down. I don't think they're think. I don't think men are thinking that. I'm just, I just want to say that out front, but that's our story. And, you know, can you talk about this? Because this is a responsibility we have about our mental states, our emotional states and our spiritual states. But who's responsible for that? right? Aren't yeah. we? We are. We are. And, you know, I just kind of want to backtrack for one second because I know you've mentioned addiction a couple of times in the show. So I feel like there's somebody out there that needs to hear this. Yeah. When you're dealing with somebody with addiction in your life, that is like a parasite that is eating through the foundation of your relationship. And until that gets resolved, the relationship, I don't care if it's love relationship, sibling relationship, whatever, it cannot be saved. So I just want to put that out there that that you can make yourself crazy trying to communicate and trying to um, keep your head above water when you're dealing with somebody with an addiction and you can't, no. you can't, they need to get help. They need to stop the addiction and they need to be able to see clearly. And so for whoever's out there that needed to hear that. Yeah you can't fight for your relationship when they're not even fighting for their, for the relationship. And I want to comment on this. Many of you may think about drugs and alcohol, but there are many different forms of this right now. 
um, there are more relationships that are struggling from cell phone addiction right now than you can even imagine, where parents cannot not have their cell phones at dinner and then yell at their children. But what's the connection? You know, are we lonely? What are we doing? But here's the thing I want to ask you about. We will sit with negative emotions and we will sit there and develop our own story of justification for them. And then the self-fulfilling prophecy will kick in and we will get more of that. Mm -hmm. What is it that happens with these negative emotions, especially when we're sitting alone? And, and, and by the way, we may be sitting alone and then we're listening to that song by heart, which is called Alone. <laughs> or better yet how about creep by radiohead that'll put you in a really good oh mood God. and you know every word right you're exactly. like oh i'm a creep <laughs> you're so special right i mean can you hear me I, by the way i love radiohead so please don't email me and you and I, that <laughs> song i actually did a whole show on that song but you understand what i'm saying we take a downhill spiral we do we just it it's the snowball going down the mountain and you know i i always tell my kids like allow yourself to feel what you're feeling but there comes a point where you have to just stop and go okay you know what maybe i can start to feel a little bit better maybe there's things i can be grateful for maybe i felt good last week you know it's it's when we're in it it's so hard to see that we were ever not in it yeah. And it's just like, I mean, I've had days where I wake up in a funk and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm depressed, life's over. And it's like, wait a minute, Tracy, two days ago, you were feeling amazing. You were, had your music pumping up. And, um, and so there's something that, that I've recently discovered, which is, you know, something we're, we're taught as a child object permanence, right? And it also becomes thought permanence where we believe whatever situation we're in in that moment is how it is going to be for the rest of our life. Oh yeah. That's why I love gardening. That's why I love it, right? Because if I didn't like that plant in that pot, and I did this yesterday, planted a whole thing, took me an hour, and I looked at that thing and the center plant, I'm like, oh no, you got to get pulled. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about give and take. I want to tell you, give, here's what give and take is. There is a theory on give and take. It's one of the most prominent theories. It's been researched. It's been studied. But it is a psychological contract. That means, what do I think you're obligated to give me? What do I think I'm obligated to give you? And what happens when we don't? What do we do with the toxic guilt and the hyper-responsibility? And what do we do with the opposite of that? No guilt, no responsibility. Tracy, before we go to break, how do people find out about Tracy Lynn? I can be uh, reached at inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. Um, and you can email me at info at inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. And also I want to share, to share, I'm giving away a audio visualization to uncover your magic. And this is so powerful. I created mm. this and it's just, you can feel the healing energy. You can feel mm. the magic in it and you can get that um, inspiredwisdomcoaching.com slash magic.html. Um, or you could just go to my main page and click on the link that says magic. And oh, let's do that much easier. Let's go, let's go right to that, that Tracy. Lynn. And by the way, check out 
all the things that Tracy Lynn does. When we come back, we're going to get down in the meat of it. As a matter of fact, we're going to get down and dirty, as Christina Aguilera would say. We're going to get dirty with this. And what does this mean? This means at some point when you're in relationships, especially if you want them or even if you don't want them, you got to get real. You got to get real. Because if you don't get real, that means you are not in the feel. You're not feeling anything. You're, com you're complacent. You've checked out. How does that feel? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. 1-800-930-2819. We're taking your questions. You want some help? You're not sure what to do in relationship? Did somebody cook your steak too long yesterday on that grill, even after you told them 15 times? I like my meat raw. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Do you get stuck in that someday attitude, living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.LeahRowling.com. Tune in to Awaken Your Magic Within, reveal unconscious systems to discover your unstoppable freedom power. Join me, Tracy Lynn Wallace, on TransformationTalkRadio.com the first Tuesday of each month, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, to gain insight, direction, and tools to uncover limiting beliefs. Get ready to step into your unstoppable power to discover and uncover your magic within. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. It takes courage to step into your calling and go for your dreams. Sabotage monsters can get in your way, preventing you from reaching your potential. You can choose to struggle alone, or you can choose community and support, someone to walk beside you, meeting you where you are. If you are ready to make real and lasting change, Coach Christine Clark is here for you. Find out more about one-on-one -on -one coaching and group programs with Coach Christine at sunglowtransformation.com. There is divinity within you. Join Lisa Belts on her show, The Unshakable Living Show, supernaturally and divinely unshakable, twice a month and find that divinity that you deserve. Lisa will help you feel encouraged, empowered, and realize that you're not alone on your journey. With Lisa, address the foundation, the frame, and the finish of your dreams and become truly unshakable. Hi, I'm Coach Martez. And I'm licensed therapist with Drina Layton. We want to invite you to join us on the Coach Martez and with Drina Layton show, where we discuss understanding love, accepting truth, and changing your perspectives. Relationships are the currency to life, and so many couples find themselves broke in their relationships. We want you to join us for a lively discussion and practical tips and insights on how to turn things around and gain the merit for life mindset.
Hey, everybody, you're here with Tracy Lynn Wallace. For those of you, this is Awaken Your Magic Within. Um, by the way, inspiredwisdomcoaching.com, that's the website. And when you will go there, you'll see something that says magic. That's where you'll get the free meditation download. And look, it is an exclusive Awaken Your Magic healing meditation. And, and it will heal what we're talking about here today. You know, it is what she has done. You know, the other thing too is you're creating webinars, you're creating VIP, look, VIP list, you're creating ways for people to connect because this thing we're talking about here today, this is a, this is a serious thing. However, it is solvable, mm -hmm. right? It's not like a serious thing where you want to walk away and say, that thing's done. That's like where you don't even think about hold them or fold them. You just fold them. But this, isn't this what you and I are talking about here? This is so we can look at this and understand there is a give and take. And when things happen in relationship, guilt and shame <sighs> is inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the curse words. Those should be the curse words. <laughs> Those let's words talk destroy. about those Ugh. toxic De guilt and hyper responsibility better known as codependent or narcissistic personality disorder it depends on which end you're on exactly and that's just it i mean these two are killers these destroy these destroy relationships these these destroy ourselves and this this toxic guilt is something that so many of us grew up with and don't even realize that's what we have and it comes down to, you know, not being able to say no to people, obsessing over other people's happiness over our own, um, feeling guilty for having good things happen in our lives, winning, winning a prize, getting an award, getting a promotion, getting a sum of money, toxic guilt. And it is, it, it's, it will destroy, it will destroy us and it will destroy relationships. And so being able to identify, you know, if you, have an issue with any of those things putting other people's you know happiness ahead of your own as you talked about codependency or narcissistic and they're both it's the polarity right it's, it's on a coin two yeah it's two sides so, of the same coin if somebody's like oh my god my ex-boyfriend was a narcissist it's like well you were a codependency and you needed that and i'm sorry for those who don't want to hear the truth of that but that's narcissistic behavior they're making it all about them externally. We're making it all about us internally. It's all my fault. I'm the problem. I'm so awful. So being able to uh, identify, the, identify those things, start educating yourself, do some reading. Cause the more you start to understand mm -hmm. and learn, like the pieces start to fit together and the light bulbs start to go on. And this people, this is not a new thing for you. This is behavior that you were exposed to in your childhood yeah. sorry to say yeah yeah you're absolutely right i mean i want to ask you about something because i want to pull the word narcissist out of there because you don't have to be a narcissist to behave badly there used to be a television show i used to love watching when chelsea handler was just starting out like a million years ago it was called girls behaving badly oh it was yeah like hilarious <laughs> right did you ever watch I that did. show 
Um, and I, I thought, why am I watching girls behaving badly and why are we laughing? Because we're laughing at ourselves in a lot of ways. And honestly, it was the funniest show, right, for me at that time in life. And I thought about this for a minute in, in looking at this and I thought, well, wait a minute. What are the various behaviors that we can talk about today so that people know you do not have to be a, a label? You do not have to be codependent, number one, and you do not have to be a narcissist to behave in a way that's not going to strengthen your relationship. Talk about hammer behavior, because see, hammer behavior has nothing to do with the narcissist. Narcissists are too smart for this behavior, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> if somebody is, hey, everybody take, a, take notes on this. If you're in a relationship with somebody, and by the way, this is not a show, I got a text message, no. This is not just for heterosexual couples. This is for any two people. This It doesn't matter. Gay, straight, it doesn't matter. Th this conversation is for everyone. And by the way, it's applicable to your family members, to your boss, to whatever you want. Bosses are great for this. But talk about this hammer behavior, because honestly, you know this. Narcissists won't show you this side of them. They'll show you a little bit the manipulation, but to, what is hammer behavior? Because th the minute you see that, some flag should go up, right? Like ah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I do <laughs> want to say, you know, people can exhibit narcissistic behavior without being a narcissist. Like we all yes. kind of do it a little bit. Teenagers do it. They're Teenagers different. do it. They're all about me, 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 me. It's the stage they are in life, and that's the point where that either gets broken down of like, hey, you know what, you need to start thinking about other people, or let me feed it. You're so great. Keep on with that behavior and just freaking take over the world. Mm -hmm. And so, hammer behavior is kind of a term I came up with, realizing <laughs> it's something that gets used a lot. So, say for example, you've got this this vision of building a dream house, and you've got the blueprint, and you you can't wait to move in. And somebody's like, I'm going to give you all the supplies for it. But the only tool you're going to get is a hammer. Go for it. What's that house going to look like? It is not going to look well. It's not going to look well. You're trying to get everything done with just a hammer. And that those hammer behaviors that I um, categorize are things like overreacting, yelling, um, trying to control. It's just, it's that fix it. I want it now. It needs to be different you know, do what I'm telling you to do. Those are hammer behaviors. And those are never conducive for a healthy relationship. Straight, yeah. gay, heterosexual, whatever it, it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But it's something to be really important. I love that you labeled it because those are the, those are the behaviors that you can feel. Now, you may not be feeling them as you are the doer. Like if you're the hammer, mm -hmm. but if you're the nail, you feel it. You feel these things. And yet we don't know what to do to stop it. We Sometimes what happens, right? And can you talk to this? I know you coach other people around this, but one of the things that may happen is I coached someone the other day and I said, just say the word, ouch. D don't take it on. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing you're going to, you could spend five minutes yelling and screaming right back at them, Right. <laughs> But that's not what you really feel. You feel hurt. Mm -hmm. I just saying the word ouch. And if, and if they come at you again, say it again. And say it again. And say it again. But we do not know 
how to deal with the hammer. We pull out our own hammer and just start hammering back is usually what happens. Yeah. Mine is, mine is a power hammer. Mine is a nail gun. <laughs> no, nobody's going to be. walk away with that. When I was that. younger, when I was younger, that was a large part of me. But then if you know anything about my youth, you understand there's a reason that I'm very dedicated to helping women in addiction and recovery. I come from an entire family of that, an entire family, uh-huh. right? Buried them all. They all buried, right? But when we're talking about this, hammer behavior will bury someone. Yeah. It presents a blow. But who's responsible for getting needs met? See, don't we do this? Don't we say, but you know, I was in a relationship with you because you said you do this, 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 and this. And I'm not getting what I need. How many? I'm not getting what I need, <laughs> right? There's only one time you have heard somebody say, you complete me. It's in the movie, Jerry <laughs> Maguire. Nobody else has ever said that. <laughs> Although we, we want it. We want, I want you to complete me. <laughs> exactly. Talk about this because who's responsible for that to happen? We are. And the most important thing that people need to do to awaken their magic is start taking back their power and understanding that we are responsible only for how we feel, what we think, and our actions. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is responsible for how they feel, what they think, and their actions. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself growing up in an alcoholic home, a home with addiction, you're always running around trying to make sure everybody else is happy. You just want peace. You just want peace and quiet. That's it. And that's crazy making. And I grew up with those same behaviors. And so being able to let that go and just people can react however they want. You speak what you're feeling. They have the choice to react. They can be mad. They can walk away. They can retaliate, but Owning what's right here mm-hmm. and giving everything back to everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's going to give you your magic back. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I love about this conversation, let's go to the next level on this, because there is this next part of that, that it's a killer. I don't care what y'all thinking about right now, but I'm telling you resentments, they're a killer. If you don't know what the word resentment means, look it up. It is a killer. And it is that thing where you have a single incident in your life, like something happens, like right now, they are putting a fence up, right? Like I'm looking at them, put the fence up for my neighbor, right? And they're walking all over my garden. Now I'm sitting, yeah, right. I put it, I just spent the weekend putting in a freaking sprinkler system. You're walking on it. And I'm sitting here and I'm saying, when I'm done, I'm going to have to say, that was like a plant. I, I'm, I, and I have to go over there and do it and say, hey, can you guys be a little bit more careful? I know you want to get it done. Can you just be a little bit more careful, right? How we do something and what we do with it is so important. But resentments, they are what put my mom in the grave, my stepmom in the grave, my two sisters in the grave, my, my sister, birth sister, and my other two stepsisters in the grave. That's what put them in the grave. Guilt and shame for my oldest sister, carrying that, 
talk about resentments and what happens to them when they fester in a relationship, please. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. I do want to cover one thing, but I was just talking about meeting our own needs and like, this is mine. I'm not saying it in a selfish point because it's like, if I was in my marriage and I'm like, I'm, I only care about me. This is all I care about. It's not going to work out. However, when I am meeting my own needs, then I can Mm. be more for everybody else. Then I can provide what they want because Mm. that's what it's all about. So I just wanted to cover that. It's not, I didn't mean that. Thank you for saying that because if you're meeting your own needs, then you are complete. Exactly. Yeah. And then my cup overfloweth. Yeah. So put the mirror up and say, you complete me to yourself. (laughs) There you go. That's what it's all about. But yes, let's get into resentments. And by the way, I'm going to throw this out there. I am finishing up my book on forgiveness because that was something that I really dealt with was carrying a lot of anger and resentments. And it's called forgiveness, forgiveness, the new F word. Please, if you have any resentments or any anger towards anybody you're carrying in your life, Sign up on my website for my VIP list so you can be notified for this book. It is amazing. And I walk you through the tools that it took me to be able to let go of anger and resentment towards people that I could never get an apology from. So um, anyways, just (laughs) want to throw that out there, but that's, and that's what it is, this resentment and it's building. And I think what people are starting to experience is, you know, this COVID thing created a lot of animosity for a lot of people, a lot of feeling controlled, a lot of being scared, a lot of um, uncertainty. And all of those things can build a resentment if we're not processing through those emotions. And so all the stuff that's going on with Roe versus Wade, like this is all stirring up so much anger towards people. Why? Where's it coming from? It's not just because of Roe versus Wade. It's because, you know what? A woman's body, she gets has the right to do what she wants. Where's that coming from? Maybe as a child, I was controlled and I was violated, whatever. I don't know. But all of these anger and resentments that are surfacing for people now, this isn't just happening. This is a lifelong yeah. brew that yeah. is just bubbling over now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we could take a look at it as, and I love that you brought this up because by the way, for you guys is this idea of feeling indignant and displeasure or this something regarding at you as a wrong or an injury. That's what we're talking about resentment, but that is by itself um, a way to give away your power. When you are feeling these ways, right. And when to the point where you're hovering it day in, day out, over and over again, I have a friend that three days ago, it's more like an acquaintance, brought up something from 1982. I'm like, I don't remember what I had for lunch. Okay. I don't even like 82. Then it went back to 76. And I'm like, is that, and I'm like, you know what, back in the day, that's when I was driving my motorcycle up the stairway of people's apartments. So don't even ask me if I remember that, but but we have to really know what to do with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Resentment is a number one offender. It will kill you and it kills you emotionally and it kills your soul. What do you do to help people with that? Because underneath that, 
there's anger and there's frustration, it doesn't mean that we are to accept when somebody hurts us or wrongs us, right? You will never hear me say to anybody that you are just to forgive that person because you condone it. No, I work with women in addiction recovery. I work with rape victims. No way would I ever say to them, don't feel angry about that. You don't condone that. But boy, when you carry that along, what's the impact? What impact does it have if you're in a relationship and you carry resentment? Well, I think we've all heard that saying, you know, uh, holding resentment is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. And, you know, just like this situation that you just told me, this person was probably carrying this, like just, ah, and you've moved on with your life. You didn't, you know, it was eating them alive. And, you know, there's, everybody has a right to be angry. If they feel like they've been wronged, if they feel like there's been an injustice, I am saying right now, you have every right to be freaking angry. It's okay. Like something did not happen the way that you expected it to, or something happened that you did not expect to happen. Um, and so I will validate every person out there who's experiencing some sort of anger, resentment, or injustice. The key is let's break it down because that anger is of course, that tip of the iceberg that I talked about that's above the surface, but down below, there's so many other emotions that are stirring up. And in my book, that's what I do. I take people through because it's breaking down all of those emotions, you know, mm -hmm. say somebody, um, I'll speak for myself. You know, I was physically abused as a child, you know, and emotionally abused. And there's a lot of anger. What was, what did I really feel? I was afraid. I was afraid I was not going to be okay. I felt inadequate. I felt worried. I felt humiliated when my dad would yell at me, complete humiliation. And so breaking down the feelings and the impact that whatever's been done to us has had on us. That's the key. The impact that's been done. It doesn't matter. Oh, they apologized. It was an accident, but the impact it had on me was that I felt so, so much shame yeah. and so much yeah. hurt yeah. and sorrow and sadness and heartbreak like I have a lot of stuff that's coming up for me now that's really revolves around sadness and heartbreak. Yeah. 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 And you know, it's fascinating about that because we have to recognize that. I, I had a dose of that this weekend. That's why I decided not to go to barbecues to really spend time in nature here. Um, even if they are trampling on that <laughs> system as I'm sitting here. Uh, with their big boots. Are you um, brewing? Is it brewing? Actually not. Because, you know, I think I learned a long time in life. There is no physical thing like a sprinkler system that would cause me to have that much anger, frustration, and outrage to somebody. Um, but it's difficult because I, I grew up in a direct environment. I am a product of, you know, living in New York. And, and plus I'll open my mouth and something will come out or I'll send a Skype message and it'll be very direct, but I, I'm not energized by it. I'm not like mean about it. It's just a direct communication. Sure. The problem is that you have to be mindful of who you're talking with. And this is a life lesson for you and me and all people listening to this. 
you know, you can't use that excuse and not take into consideration the people that you're aiming at, right? It'd be so easy for me to go out there, you know, and just be like a crazy person, but I don't want to do that. Um, I, it's just as easy to walk out there and just say, hey, guys, how's the fence coming, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, have a conversation with them because what's the, what's the good news? I'm going to be looking at that fence. But what a great metaphor for what we're doing. You know, we have to look at the relationships we're in. Can you talk about this for a minute, though? Um, and if they're not working, we have to get some help on what to do next. Making decisions in the middle of trauma or making decisions in the middle of an outbreak of frustration and anger. I don't know about who mentored you, but my mentor's like, don't do it. <laughs> I want to just ask you, all of this is part of the work you do. Um, how do people get a hold of you for coaching, right? Because this is one of the areas of expertise. How do they download this? And then how do they stay on top of the book that's coming out? Tell everybody about all that. Yeah, I've got exciting stuff coming, you know, coming out and just... For anybody who doesn't even, you know, doesn't want to spend the money on coaching or mentoring, just get on my list because I provide a lot of tools. I have access to a lot of different um, uh, things that I've come up to heal and to tap into the inner child, to work through the guilt, to work through the shame, to to work through self-forgiveness and self-care and all of it can be accessed through my website. If you sign up at inspiredwisdomcoaching.com, that's inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. And like I said, this, this uh, Awaken Your Magic meditation that I came up with, and you can just sit there. You don't even have to close your eyes and just listen to it. And you can feel the energy. Um, it's so powerful. So that's on my website, inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. Just go up to the menu, click on magic, and you can sign up and, and get that. And um you'll be added to the list where you'll receive any of the other mm -hmm. stuff as well as when my new book is yeah. coming out. Yeah. Look, um, I want to thank you for everything today because all of this is part of the bigger picture of what you're about, what you're committed to, because if we don't have relationships and people that we can connect to and love and care for and be cared for, what are we here for? You've been listening to Awaken Your Magic Within with Tracy Lynn Wallace. Join me every first Tuesday of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to awaken your underlying power by shattering unconscious limiting beliefs which have been influencing your life. There is an innate part of you that thrives for love, happiness, and success. It is your birthright. The choices you make now have the ability to empower you to see things from a higher perspective. Visit me at inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. That's inspiredwisdomcoaching.com.